are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. I can't confirm, John. We were just kind of sitting in the stream. I was watching the Twitch stream. We? Yeah, we were just sitting. <laughs> we were Sick. watching. It didn't work at all. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it worked. It, it, it. Imagine, imagine the the intro video you all have seen uh, hundreds of times. It was that. That's yeah. what you should have been seeing. I don't even know if you heard it. You, you might not even have heard it. Ted and I just might have been bobbing our heads. Yeah. Welcome to United ninety six. <laughs> The audio experience. The audio experience. People on the podcast are like, I get very confused when we do our live shows, I'm pretty sure. But welcome in, folks. Welcome. If you don't know by now, this is what it is. Yeah. But got one person here in the one person here. That's probably me. I might need to get out on socials here in a second. Just let them right know we're here. But we're here listening, uh, talking DC United. Uh, you can tell we do not want to talk about DC United right now. And for good reason, because uh, the game was was not fun. And the vibes, the vibes are bad, folks. The vibes are bad all around for this team. Um but before we get into that, John, uh, other than watching DC United get embarrassed, how was your weekend? That's all I remember. <laughs> that's all I remember. I did, did. I. That's all. I don't know. I did nothing else this weekend, Ted. This is like the black hole of weekends. I don't know. Ted, how was your week? Did you have things that were memorable in any kind? Uh, yeah, there was soccer. Um, I watched disappointing soccer, I guess you could say. First embarrassing soccer and then also disappointing soccer. Uh, yeah, that's the good kind. Yeah, the the well, the kickers, the kickers, a two two draw, which was sad because I was not able to be there. Um, in case you're new, I haven't listened in a couple of weeks. I have moved to the Lynchburg area. I'm no longer living in Richmond, so I get less uh, live soccer fix. So, uh, but I still watch the game on TV. Um, they seem to be playing a little better, um, but it's still been a, been rough goings there. Uh, and then I, I watched DC United, which I have to because I do a podcast on this show, uh, on this team. And so we are required. <laughs> it is legally to watch, legal. Obligation. Watch all 90 minutes of that of that action. Um, yeah. But other than that, it was a, it was a fairly, uh, fairly quiet weekend. So those of you who are watching live or thinking about it later over Ted's right shoulder is father of New England superstar. Uh, Ian Harks. <laughs> I just realized that is hanging up. Well, I should probably should probably just yank it down for now, but I'll, I'll leave it up. I'll leave it up. We'll we'll have something to say about that. There was a certain there was a certain level of uh consternation about a former DC United player celebrating. I we'll talk about it. I think it's I think it's much overblown, but some people were very mad about I, it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But First, John, do we do we want to get in? Do we want to dissect this uh, this piece of cow dung? Do we want to just open it no, up? No, we should. Waft to have the smell just waft into us as we try to to plug our nose and dive right in. That's a lot of metaphors. Yeah, no, man. Yeah, I I think all, 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 it explains how bad this game was and how and how <laughs> much this. So let, let's let's set maybe a little bit of the scene. DC United coming in, disappointing two two draw to Inter Miami. Coming off, you know, a, a string of uneven results. It's been a very up and down, uneven season. Regardless of this result, this team still sits in the playoff spot. They were just somehow they were just uh, they were uh, leapfrogged by Chicago, who picked up a very very tight one nothing victory over uh, over Toronto to move into eighth place. DC now moves down to ninth place. Overall, I think uh, there, there maybe was some concern about this team. I think I think. I think this move or this this whole game, the timing of this was was interesting. I think there's the obviously with the leaving the this was presumably the last game of Lewis O'Brien. So I think everybody's like, all right, let's go, let's go see what the team can do. Um, first thirty. By the way, b- before we get started on that, well, it is very funny that it was clearly his last game, and Wayne Rooney in the press conference previous was like, "Hey, we're still we're still trying. You never know, things might change." Yeah, it's, it's like, mm-hmm. bro, he's on his way to preseason. It's done. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know that I want that to not be true, but it is in fact true. So I don't know why you're. Uh, it's very strange. I don't know. We'll get into it. I'm, I'm kind of very much. I'm. I'm the. I'm the Andy dropping Woody saying I don't want to play with you anymore type of meme with him right now. Ted is the guy who got broken up with who say like I don't actually think she was that hot anyway. I don't really know. What, I don't know what anyone's talking about. That's that's the vibe. That's not okay. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it is. All right. Let's, <laughs> I don't think he was. He's not we that, are. He's not we are anyway. avoiding this game. Talking about <laughs> yeah, this game. Why? Oh, in why? why? Uh, but let's 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 get into it first. Maybe 30, 40 minutes. Not looked okay. Yeah, not terrible. Fine. Um, the 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 conversation around Wayne Rooney is like our plan worked because uh, I oops I just doesn't matter. Um, I had, I had, uh, I think it was it Lewis O'Brien marking Gustavo Bo, mm-hmm. like band marking him throughout the, he's like, it worked. It worked great. Um, 
And I think it was like, I, I remember watching, I was like, this isn't visually appealing, but this feels very much like a zero, zero road road point potentially. Mm-hmm. And that'd be fantastic. New England was not able to really break down the defense. They weren't really taking a lot of the ball. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of in a stalemate. And I was like, that's, I think that's our best case scenario. Uh, but then Steve Birnbaum took his 750th concussion uh, with a Bobby Woods stray elbow and it looked pretty scary. I got to say from 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 watching it, I have a friend who was there in person and uh, her child asked if he was dead uh, because of the way he was moving or not moving. And uh, it's not, you know, we have talked about this a thousand times. He, This is like a, a long term health consideration that he really I don't know what the I don't know. You know, the team obviously can't make you retire or I don't really think maybe they can, but they're not obviously going to do that. But it, it's getting to be kind of insane for him to, to to continue on. It's just not, it can't be healthy, the amount of concussions he's had that we know about, not including, you know, all the ones that we don't. Anything that could have happened in practice, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I watched the video and you could see him fall to the ground. He's bleeding. I mean, I, I, I'd be curious. I haven't checked. I couldn't remember if like did his head hit the turf or something, um, but he definitely gets smacked in the head. He looks, uh, he looks out cold. I don't know if his eyes are just closed because he had just hit the, uh, hit his, you know, he was bleeding from his nose and is just like trying to keep blood out of his eyes, but he looks like he is out cold. Uh, staff comes over, they kind of wake him up, they get him up. Um, he kind of gets up and you can, there are certain moments when you can kind of tell that a player is concussed and they, just the look of kind of confusion, uh, he kind of looks a little dazed. He's not really he kept his arm. He kept his armband all the way almost into the tunnel on his arm. He forgot to give it off. They had to come get it off of his arm. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was very clearly that he had he had suffered a concussion. So I don't know what that means for his career. I hope it doesn't mean the end of his career. Uh, maybe, hopefully, best case scenario, he's out for a few weeks. Again, DC doesn't have a league game until August twentieth. A few weeks to maybe a month, and then he maybe comes back uh, and has to wear the uh, the Aleko Eskandarian. I think headband. Peter Check helmet. I yeah. think Peter Check helmet for life. If there's ever been an outfield player who has warranted the use of such items, it's it's got to be. Yeah. Him. So scary moment. Um, hopefully he is okay. I'm sure. You know, right now Stephen Golf is currently in Australia, New Zealand. So DC news might be a little bit hard to come by. Um, so. <laughs> Jason Anderson, save us your only hope. Your <laughs> or Tom Bogart, which we'll get to him. He drops a he, he dropped true. a he dropped a story this week. So, um, but that that sort of started the the cascade of of badness. Um, I think you know, obviously, I think I think I can't remember if this was before the burn bomb injury. It was, it was before the burn bomb injury. Taxi comes up um, on an injury, and that was the moment where you were just like, oh no. <laughs> he he rolled his ankle. You could see it in the slow mo. He rolled his ankle. It looked um, initially before they saw that angle. It looked like he was holding the back of his foot mm-hmm. like where his Achilles was I was like that would be just just exactly <laughs> how this would go just just on the turf before the break just to have a Achilles explode uh, but no he rolled his ankle and he and he pushed through it the entire game and honestly I would say in the first half especially his effort to press uh, an attack and also defend he also he he stopped two attacks in his own 18 mm-hmm. off of corner kicks taxi was up for it unfortunately uh, no one really else was and it, it didn't really matter too much anyway yeah, I mean, I think this was a game. This was a game that flipped. I think if if I honestly think if, if the if the second goal doesn't happen, I think maybe we get a different re- we we get a much different result in this game. Um, I think the game the team just kind of came apart um, after that, and then it was just kind of like we're ready we're ready for um we're ready to take a break. We're ready for the the ten days we're going to get off now. Um, but uh, fortunately, taxi okay. Uh, 44th minute first comes off uh bow. I'm not, I'm mad. I'm, I'm upset about this call. Obviously it's a defensive breakdown. I think there are some people out there that are criticizing Tyler Miller. I'm kind of, maybe he could do a better job of maybe if he stays on his line, he makes a save. I still think fairly unlikely that is a directed header. He doesn't really see. Um, it's a really, really inviting ball in that it very much like sort of curves away, causing Miller to maybe hesitate that half a second. Um, where I think it's maybe a little difficult for him to see. Uh, he tries to come out and make, make the play. Bo, uh, Gustavo Bo heads the ball in the back of the net. I'm not giving Miller too much grief for that. I think the grief that he's getting is sort of just a culmination of the ball goes in the back of the net. A lot of people think he's struggling. 
I mean, wait, wait, fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. You want to find a, if you want to find a reason to get mad at Tyler <laughs> Miller, I can, I could, I could tell you where one is. Yeah, it's it comes in the second goal. Um, so the first goal is surrendered. It, it stinks. I think if this team goes into the half, I think maybe they. You could see New England starting to build possession, but you're thinking maybe just get to halftime, reset. You know, maybe you can you can come back out. And uh, but then I think the second goal is I think for me the backbreaker. I think that's when yeah. this game was truly over. Um, a bad pass by Tyler Miller. I think he's, I forget, is he trying to play? I forget he's trying to play on that, but it's like, just like a hard pass right down the middle. It's like the classic thing that they tell you not to do, or at least, I don't know, maybe some coaches tell you not to do. Wayne says, do this. This is a good pass. We like this pass. <laughs> uh, but it's dispossessed by Bobby Wood. Bobby Wood plays it off to Ian Harks. That name sounds familiar. Uh, who fires in the back of the net? Two nothing. Chips, chips uh, Tyler Miller. A lot of the Tyler Miller made a couple mistakes. Tyler Miller made a bad pass. Then Tyler Miller was like in the uh, forward reverse, forward reverse move. Could not decide if he wanted to push out and try to like uh, cut down angles or get back to his goal line. He did neither. He kind of just he kind of just went and just stood there and then got chipped. So Tyler Miller compounded his mistakes and then yelled at other players. He was pointing at the player who was dispossessed on the horrible pass that he yeah. made. He was like, "I can't believe this. What just happened? It's outrageous." Uh, Ian Harks celebrates after that goal. He celebrates later too, and he scores other goals. But uh, I think the other thing I will point out that Ian Harks posted after this game on his Instagram said that felt good, and then like that was, and then all of the all of his I think former DC United I don't think there was any former DC United fans or players in the in the mentions. Anyway, uh, do you have a problem with a player who has been gone for like five years who was sent to the wastelands of Scotland <laughs> for a couple years uh, being? Uh, you know, applauding his own goals. I, I think we're only mad that, you know, DC United apparently doesn't have any interest in him or doesn't rate him at this point because already he is, I think he played well the, the weekend before, um, played well yep. in this game. So, you know, you're looking at a team that is losing a star player in, in Tyler, in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, Lewis O'Brien. And you had this guy who was literally in your academy. You had the rights to him. You could have maybe made a play for him. Now, maybe he had no interest in, he was like, nope. And I, I think honestly, I mean, given the choice. I think I was part of it too yeah, as well. Go, go play with Bruce Serena. Go to a club that maybe could use you. Um, maybe he has no interest here. I think, I think there's going to be, we're going to talk about the guy that's going to be coming in here that I think. I won't say plays very, very much the same, you know, very much the same role, but in that sort of center midfield can get into the attack. Uh, we're going to be taught. I think there's going to be some comparisons that are going to be made at the end of the year. Uh, so to be curious to see when that player comes in, which I don't want to spoil him. I want to tease him for maybe some that haven't been paying attention. Um, you know, once he comes in, I think there's going to be some comparisons that are, that might be thrown. You said, you said on Twitter or somewhere else, you said that uh, we may have did him a favor by not letting, not bringing him back here. Ian Harks. Oh yeah. That, well, that, that's also depression <laughs> possession but, game, listen, but yeah, <laughs> Sometimes depression's right, Ted. Sometimes your the the negative thoughts are the correct thoughts. He, uh, I have no problem with him celebrating. No. He was not rated here. He was behind Chris Durkin in the in the in the in the sort of pecking order. Actually, he was behind Junior Marino and uh, who was the other defensive midfielder at the time? Russell Canals and maybe even Felipe. Felipe might have been after, but anyway, he was sent packing because of that. And we found him as he found a, a spot in was it Dundee United? Dundee United. Yep. Played well there, came back. Uh, I think good for him. I think he's going to do well. He, he he clearly is brimming with confidence to try to 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 chip that shot is is some level of confidence. His second goal was taken with a lot more a lot more confidence. He's off. In my he's certainly off to a good start. I think it seems like the time in Scotland at least did him did him well. Maybe to grow out, grow out some different aspects of his game. Um, he looked much more dynamic than he ever did playing for DC. Um, I mean, it's another. I will say it's another it's like another another player that you look at and it's like, you know, you were here for D.C. I mean, and now you're no longer and you're playing well. And it's like it's you know, this team just feels like sometimes just this like black hole where talent goes to die. I will be not surprised if I mean, Emil Assad ends up back in Atlanta and ends up scoring like six <laughs> or seven goals. Let's just say that like. This is career purgatory. This is where you go to burn off your sins and then you go somewhere else I, afterwards and things get better. I, That's kind of how this is going. You know, I guess so. I, I think I think this game, the the emotions of that combined with obviously Lewis O'Brien leaving, the scoreline, the result, the sort of, I think this sort of represented kind of the halfway, not halfway point of the year, but kind of like a, a sort of break point. Um, 
or breaking point, depending on who you're talking. Yeah, about. I think this all sort of culminated in, in how in how fans are see uh, fans are are feeling. Uh, Ian Harks gets a third goal. There's an own goal then by Brendan Hines. Like I don't know if I want to break down any of those goals. Which one? One of them. Well, one of them is worse because Andy Nahar pulled his hamstring on one. Yeah, of them. was it the fourth goal or the third? It was goal? the fourth goal? Cool. So that also happened. Andy Nahar is a uh, the man, the man with hamstrings made of glass is, is out again for some amount of time. I, I understand. I, I really is Ru it's Ruhan really. And I know some fans are gonna be like, yeah, he is that bad. Is Ruhan really that bad? Do we really no. do we really He's gonna start every week now? Do we so. really like I mean, it, it, this is a game I I like thought about. I'm like, you know, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but I mean if you're gonna play Nahar on turf, play him forty five minutes and that's it. Regardless of how the score is going. This was a game that was very much clear and done. That's probably why he stays out so long. If this is if this game ends zero zero, I bet he gets subbed off at halftime. Uh, no, and I think this this leads to a larger question with Andy Nahar. I love Andy. I I have him on the back of my kit. I was very excited to have him back. I think we all were. I think he showed a lot of promise. He he certainly when he's on the field, this is a different team. But you almost have to wonder: are the injuries and his sort of inability? And through no fault of his own, I mean, it literally came from injuries he picked up in Europe that he literally just cannot recover from. Yep. Is it time? Is it time after this year? He got paid this year, which he certainly deserved it. At, or I think it was actually 2022. I believe he got paid. I don't know. Sure. But certainly not. Certainly not on crazy wages. Yeah. Still still very affordable. Still less than Brennan Heinz Ike. Yeah. But you, you really I think next year you really have to start looking at him as a off the bench type of guy. Spot sure. starter. Yeah, and I think maybe that, I that, you, that was probably the plan with Martin Rodriguez, with uh, with uh, Muhammad Jaz, that he would maybe have a limited role. Those guys got injured, and I think that's been sort of the story of the bad luck of this year. Happens. So, any any player that is considered and intentionally to be a good depth player is becomes a starter at DC United every single time. Yeah. I thought you were going to say is it time to get rid of Andy Nahar, and the answer to that is certainly not. I think there is a you have to I was going maybe that build. route and then I maybe talked myself out of it but I think you're well well doing I think even if you could figure out a way to play him 15 times a year somehow mm-hmm. I mean some I mean it's not impossible cuz Brendan Hines Ike isn't a starter and he's making $300,000 or whatever he's making it it gets doable Yeah um you just have to have the discipline to not the problem is every coach sees him and is like I can fix him I know what to do to make sure that he doesn't get hurt. I can I can manage his minutes, but he's too important for me not to play because no other player on the team can do what he does. But they all fall for the same trap, and he gets hurt again. His body can't take it. Can't take it. Never play him on turf. This team is not... It'd be one thing if you were like, it's the end of the season, or it's the playoffs, or whatever else. We were going to lose against New England. Mm-hmm. We knew that. Wayne knew that. Wayne said, we need to get a win against Miami because we know we're playing New England next. And the silent implication of that is we're going to lose because New England is one of the best teams or the best team in the league. And then they they drew against Miami and they their brains got all crazy and they said, "Oh, maybe we could do this. Maybe we maybe we could shock the world and play all of our best players for 90 minutes because we got a break coming up and let's just see what happens." And then what happened was we got pantsed and then also hurt and got a red card from like all the things yeah. that could have gone wrong. All went, all went wrong. Matias click has not covered himself as good as he's been. And I think he has been, he is not getting, I think a lot of the praise that I think he deserves for what he's done with DC and, and how good he has played sort of in that sort of role. Um, I'm very curious to see if maybe this new player um, Priani can maybe unlock him a little bit, maybe get him, um, a little more in a more comfortable position without having to really be a creator. Um, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, still a player, I think that's played really well, but now you look at, you know, Tuesday picks up a silly yellow, uh, gets suspended for a game that you, that you rightly said is a must win. Now they should have still won that game without him. Yep. Uh, and then he picks up a two yellow cards and a game that's four, nothing down. I mean, no reason, no reason to the game's done. It's over. There's absolutely no reason to do what he did. Um, and he picks up a red and now he is, he is done for the, I guess the next league game. I would prefer it if he missed leagues cup. Like, I mean, if there's a way that those carrier, Oh, (laughs) but it's going to be the game. against York again, a game. I would say New York is pretty bad. The red bulls are pretty bad right now. Uh, it is on the road, which makes it a little more tricky, but a game also, I would say maybe we don't necessarily need him, uh, to, to win. So, all right. So you you mentioned it. Let's talk about that before we talk about new players that are coming or have not yet been confirmed to come, but are probably going to come. Leagues Cup. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it a lot on the show. We said, what is this team going to do about this? What is the league 
hoping its teams do about this. If you watched or tried to watch the the Messi unveiling, uh, the technical glitch filled uh, <laughs> Messi introduction on Apple TV, the team that I think there was absolute intentionality in getting him signed so that his first game was the League's Cup. This is the, oh, yeah. the, the league is all in on making this a thing. What do we think? And we talked about this a little bit before uh, the show. What do we think DC United is thinking about the League's Cup uh, coming onto this break, trying to figure out you know where they're at? They're obvious. They're in the playoff spot. They're there. Technically, they are a playoff team. If the league, if the season ended today, what do you see this team doing about the next? Uh, is it two weeks? Next area of a month, basically. Yeah. I what do you think? I, I mean, I think I think we'll see. I, I would not be surprised if obviously I think Christian Benteke, I would not be surprised Christian Benteke and Tyler Miller are at all-star week festivities. It is in their hometown, a little bit different than trying to travel. I could envision a moment where maybe Christian Benteke gets a rest because of that. Maybe it's in it's he played he's gonna play a game. He's gonna be him and Tyler Miller. Presumably, if Tyron Miller plays, are going to be like the only players. Now, again, it's a friendly match, a little bit different intensity. He probably isn't going to play the full time, but still, it's it's a game. It's minutes um, that his other team isn't going to get. Uh, let me be clear: like D, like MLS is MLS is. I, I would not be surprised if there is directives coming from ownership to through the through the players and through the coaches that says. You know, we're, we're, we're not, we're not telling you to play your starters, but if you don't, uh, you know, we're, we're, this is, there's, there might be some, I don't know. I don't want to say consequences, but just like, I mean, again, yes, the, the coach controls the thing controls the roster, but I think for, for leagues cup, I think a lot of this at how people are going to perceive it is going to depend on who they're playing. The league wants this ownership wants it. This is why they're giving a month off is so teams will take it seriously and not just shoehorning it. In the middle of this, in the middle of the season, I can't imagine a scenario where you can just say. Also, I mean, you have to think too, as a, as a, uh, as DC United. Like, yeah, sure, maybe you want the rest, you want a reset point, especially after that last game. But also, I mean, you can't just say, "Oh, we don't care about this. We're going to rest our players for a month and then have them show up again because they're going to lose sharpness. They're going to lose consistency. You're also bringing in it. <laughs> they might do worse than they did against New England. Yeah, you, and you know, so what does that do for morale? I, I think if you are if you are Wayne Rooney, I think you see this as an opportunity. I think you have to go for it. You're, you're getting the rest. You're getting a break. I think you have to go for it. I, I, I think you need to build some type of momentum. Montreal is a team that did win. They won over the weekend, so they kind of moved to challenge DC. Um, but they are a team as well that has struggled over the past weeks. I think they're certainly a beatable team. Um, you know, we've mm-hmm. some stories resurfaced, I think, on the DC Discord about some of Lasada's tactics, uh, which are not surprising. Um, and I think I think you have to go for it. Um, I don't think you can afford to really uh to really lay down, especially too, you're going to have it then a home game against Pumas. Um, I mean, this is still an opportunity to win a trophy. I think you, I think if, especially after, I think if DC goes out and wins in new England, maybe you're playing this with a different light, but I think you need to sort of gain, regain some momentum, regain some form for Christian Benteke too. Like, I mean, I think he, yep. you need to go out and do that. So that's why I don't know if you can rest him. Yeah. That's true. I think, I think he might need I, to play. I think it. maybe, maybe you could see, I thought maybe you could maybe see him rested, for the Montreal game, and then for the home game against Pumas, maybe you see him out there. Um, we'll see. Pumas sense. is not a uh, of the of the clubs of the Mexican league clubs is not necessarily one of the biggest ones. I think they are one that sort of is. I mean, they still spend more money, but I think it's not as to the level or to the extent. So they're certainly a beatable team, especially at home. We got the best draw we could get. Oh yeah, in the league's cup, we got the most favorable draw probably of any of the groups. So. It's okay. Don't worry yeah. about it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like I think you do got to take it seriously. I think that the players that you would want to keep out have already injured themselves mm-hmm. for the most part. Benteke would be the exception. Benteke is a tank and doesn't appear to need time off, but his but his sharpness has certainly lost something. So maybe, like you said, a game off here, full, doesn't even dressed, doesn't like maybe the Montreal game. What was the play? Is it home and away legs? No, no, no. It's just one game. So they play. They're going to play on the road to Montreal. Then they're going to play home. It's it's a three team group. 
it was supposed to mimic the World Cup because that's what the World Cup groups are going to be. And then FIFA's like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. I think that'll, I think that'll force a format change. I think they're going to, we'll see how it goes because you have the, the dreaded situation that could arise where you have some. I think that that's the biggest fear if I'm, if I am with how they've set up this League's Cup is that the group, there's going to be a dud group stage game that is going to be maybe highly spent a lot of money and the teams are just going to pass the ball around for, so it's, it could be DC and Pumas, who knows? Um, could but be. uh but yeah but any but I, I think regardless um i think regardless uh i think you'll see a first team lineup i i it seems like taxi's okay like maybe it was just kind of a concern yep. he'll be there andy nahar we don't I, sometimes i feel like maybe things get a little tight and he kind of just says no what i'm done it's over i don't want to risk myself i'm taking a second mortgage out on the bet that, that andy does not play for a month that is that is a Stone Cold. Led we'll lock. see what the injury report says. Um, obviously, you know Brandon uh, Donovan Pines will be back. I think he has been sorely missed. Um, it's it's yeah, crazy. Right? It's crazy. It so it's crazy. crazy to think about how much how important he has become to this team. Sign um, him to an extension right now. By the way, yeah. Somebody said that the, this game was a great game for Donovan Pines' agent. Yeah. And oh yeah, I think that's true. He's the the team has to really seriously look at like what is it going to take to sign him in for a couple years uh, because. He's the rock. Him and him and Derek Williams. Derek Williams, who costs like a, almost a million dollars a year, uh, Donovan Pines on a fraction of that. Really got to. It, it's not going to come cheap. I think he. I think <laughs> this is one of those things where I, I don't know. You don't think I, so? I, I. I don't think. I think you can. I think he'll. He'll definitely deserves a raise. I, there's probably. I think we're. We have to be nearing the option year of his contract. I'll, I think he's a free agent. Oh, really? Year. Okay. So, I so. I, we'll see. I, I. I would. I would hope. I would hope he would sign. But again. I mean, we've seen players, you know, he, this is probably would be maybe one of his last moments to, to make it to Europe. So it depends on, he goes, he goes and plays for Arsenal and just becomes a starting <laughs> center back. Like just, 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 just the salt in the wounds. But yeah, no, for sure. I think that the, there are, I think Alex Bono mm-hmm. should, should get one of these yeah, games. I think, well, I think he's I, two, he's two and one, right? He, he will have started both of our open cup games, including the one we lost, but he'll, he started the one against Richmond and then he won against Dallas on the road. Mm-hmm. And that's been his only action, I believe, all year. So I think you give him a, at least one of these games, probably the Montreal road game. I, I think it's time to start. Tyler Miller certainly earned that starting job. He held on to it. But I think after these past few, particularly after this last game, I think if you're Wayne, maybe you say, okay, what do we, what else do we have here? Maybe it's time to to cycle the keepers. Um, we'll see. I think we saw from Alex Bono a little less tendency to come out. Um, he still definitely came out, but it seemed like it was a little more controlled. Um, you know, maybe that, you know, that's not something Rooney wants apparently, but maybe that's something that benefits the team. Um, I want to reflect a little bit. Lewis O'Brien's last game is time here at DC. We've talked a lot about how don't get attached. Don't get attached. And maybe that's our, and then we got attached. I think this is what happened. I got very, yeah. I, you were the one who was like, don't get attached to him. Just don't do it. And then it was like, first game, you're like, Oh man, you were, you're already buying the Jersey at, and printing it out. And like, you know, you're that I'm very good. I'm very good <laughs> at knowing what I should do emotionally and then doing the opposite. I'm very good at that. Um, I am, I am very, I am happy. One thing I'm happy about, despite the fact he's going is that the team is going out and making, making at least, you know, that we're not sitting here deadline day wondering where's the Lewis O'Brien replacement. It looks like he's coming in right away. So that, that makes me at least somewhat satisfied um, that that's happening. But um, I mean, let's like, what do you think like O'Brien's time is going to be viewed here? Like, is it going to be, I mean, it's it's going to be by who? It, by fans? By, by fans or by him? By fans. I mean, I think by fans. I'm, I don't. I don't care what he thinks. I care about what the fans think. This is this. Is what the I, show I is. think. I think uh, that he will be extreme. I think the turnovers and stuff that resulted in goals will be forgotten, and all that will be remembered is we had a Premier League player come here for a couple months and just uh, kind of wow us. I think in ways that other midfielders have been unable to do for particularly a player that had been out of the game for like six months and came in cold and started every game while he was here. I think that's, what's going to, I think that's, and I think there'll be a lot of Nottingham forest fans or Nottingham forest curious fans uh, in the next, you know, couple years. Yeah. If they weren't already, because you know, Ben Olsen obviously has some history there. So a lot of long-term fans, a lot of DC Nottingham forest connection that, was revitalized. I, I sort of agree with you. I think this will, I think he'll be viewed obviously favorably. I'll be curious how many fans, like whether he'll be somebody who's remembered much long-term, probably not. Um, I think the bigger question too will be, you know, I, I think there was an article or someone pointed out about the age of DC United's roster. 
and sort of taking Rooney to to task about his comments about playing the youth. Um, and I sort of responded that this is kind of a ridiculous stat to use because yes, the roster is older. They signed a lot of older players. And so yes, they increased the age of their roster, but that hasn't meant that all their young players have rotted on the bench. They've gotten, I think, some minutes. We talk about Ted Cudi Pietro, who's unfortunately sort of, I think, escaped from the vision. And uh, I, I would like to pin him as maybe a player that that maybe is him not being here, I think, has hurt this team. Um, and I think its ability to maybe get that little bit of an extra oomph to maybe that Miami game turns out differently is if he's out there on the field. Uh, he's a player I maybe I maybe keeping an eye out. You know, is he ready to return maybe for the League's Cup? Uh, could he maybe come in and, and make a difference? Um, where are we looking? We're probably definitely looking at him um, by the New York Red Bulls game. So, um, you know, so, but you talk about one thing Lewis O'Brien did is that he took away from Christian, Chris Durkins. Uh, he basically took his spot. That was the big thing when he came in. It's like, well, he's going to play, but who, you know, whose spot is he going to take? And it was Chris Durkins. And I think that is something. I'm not sure like if that hurts, you know, if that hurts DC long term. I'm not sure. And obviously we talk about the player they're bringing right in here. Um, you know, what what's the status there? And I think the biggest thing is I thought, well, okay, yes, but Canals is also um also get has also gets hurt a lot. Uh he's also missed time and I mean maybe a brief like 2-3 week span I can remember, but I mean one big thing is that Canals has actually been pretty healthy uh this year. Mm-hmm. Um he's actually this is mo- he's it's got to be his it's got to be minutes most his highest in minutes played his entire career. Yeah. I mean he's he's been I, and I don't know if that's a I think I think that's partly a change in role. I think he's now he's not expected to run between the boxes too much. He's expected to kind of stay in that sixth spot. So I think that's helped him. That's lessened. I, I would not be surprised if his heat map was much, much colder around the uh around the 18 yard box. So it's a very different role he's being asked to he's being asked to play mm-hmm. than in previous years. So I think that has sort of hurt Durkin where maybe he gets an opportunity there. Because I think he play, can play that sixth role and play it very credibly. So that's something to think about. Um is we, we sort of had a player maybe that you know needed minutes and needed time and thought he'd get it and unfortunately hasn't gotten it here at DC. Uh, so worth Worth examining. He's maybe been the one player that sort of has suffered from from some of these signings. We'll see if he gets another opportunity back here. Um, he was the guy that was expected maybe to slot in there um, until uh, DC United making making their first big sort of big move of the of the window. Um, they do have some room to work with. They do not have a lot of room to work with. Don't expect any DP or designated player level signings, um, but do expect maybe a U twenty two initiative signing, which I'll be curious to see. I think we've done the. I know there's certain rules about how many U22 players you can have, based on like how much you're paying DPS. I guess maybe Taxi falls under that like TAM level, so maybe they do have the extra slot. Um, but again, I don't think Chris Durkin's making significantly more that he couldn't also occupy that spot. But uh, I'm gonna hopefully this is right. I got Gabriel uh, or Gabriel Parana Parana Parana. How are we gonna pronounce that? Yeah, Parani. Parani. That might be it. Yeah, that's a guess. We'll find mm-hmm. out hopefully soon. Yeah, I was. I, I sat and watched uh, uh, Fluminense and uh, Santos, uh, watching him a little bit, trying to get maybe an idea of what this type of player is. Um, they will be alone uh, with an option to buy, um, which I know you have. You were in the chat talking about how <laughs> like, oh, look how many times we've had this happen. I think the difference is the difference between this and a lot of other things that they do sign him. He is a U22 initiative player. So it's basically like the same thing as a Dyson player. It doesn't matter how much they spend to him. They can only pay him a certain amount um, above the cap, but he basically is a cap free player. Uh, He's sort of the young money initiative player. A lot of DC's, you know, failed signings were due to cap constraints. Uh, Luis Rodriguez was due to, they didn't want to pay him, pay him as much because they needed to keep him under the cap and they wanted to keep their designated player spots open. You don't have to worry about this with this one. So if this guy is successful, if he plays well, if he, if he, if he, he'll be a different player, certainly than Lewis O'Brien. But if he plays well, I, I fully expect that DC will make every effort to, to go out and sign him. Um, he is sort of a, maybe we'll get to maybe one of my other sidebar stories. Uh, but he is, he is a player that has been touted for a little while coming out of the Santos Academy. He was considered sort of the brightest spot on the team. Um, he's had a little bit of a, a dry, he played a little bit for Santos. Uh, I think from what I read a little bit on him, they had a coach that was ready to play him. He played pretty well. And then, you know, they, the coach got let go 
And then, you know, he wasn't really getting the other coach didn't value him as much classic story. He gets loaned to Fluminense, uh, makes some appearances. Uh, he plays, I, I, when I watched the game against, um, Santos, one, nothing victory for Santos. And I think he was subbed out around the 60th minute. Um, I saw some, some good things out of him. Um, you look at his FB ref stats, uh, the, Progressive carries, he is currently in the 65th percentile in progressive carries. Um, progressive passes, he is not very good on, but he's very good also at successful take-ons. Uh, he is the 82 percentile there. Um, so he is a guy, and I actually saw this in the game. Um, it was a lot of sort of one-touch passing. Uh, he would kind of get maybe a little bit in a bind, and he'd sort of make sort of a sideways pass. Um, but he would also kind of float a little bit forward. Uh, it's when he sort of got on the dribble, got on the ball. I saw him make a, a really nice run into the box. Uh, he ran into the traffic. No one else was there really supporting him. So not much he could really do. He tried to get the foul, didn't get it. Um, but some interesting things I saw from him. Um, I, I'm maybe slightly intrigued by this signing. I think it's obviously it's a signing that if it works out, it could be really good for the team and could trans- be transformative for the year. Um, and I think if he, if he stays the year, I think this would be a successful signing. I think there, there's a lot of, a lot of what, what ifs about it. I don't know, John, do you have any, any thoughts on him? Um, any thoughts on the move? No, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, no thoughts on him. Uh, I'm not going to pretend any, I'm, and I'm not a football manager, uh, scout, like some of our people we're about to talk to, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in a minute. Let's see. Uh, yeah. I, I, Go ahead. I, I like, I like that we're utilizing under 22. Yeah. I like that there's a possibility that we, sign him long term. I have been I'm grumpy about it because there are quite a number oh, yeah. of loans uh that we that were, you know, financial restrictions or what we usually do is we have an agreement to purchase and then when it's time to go we go how about half of that? Would that be cool? <laughs> Would you want to how about you Mila? how about uh, v- uh, Velez? How about we give you $500 and some tickets uh for for Yamil Asad? Is that cool? No, you want him back? Well, I guess playing hardball. That's fine. Um yeah, there's Leo Hara, mm-hmm. uh, TT. There's lots. Anyway, anywho, I think that it's good that we're trying to do this. I think I see him less of a Lewis O'Brien comp and more of a Lucho comp as far as a player that's in that in that role. Someone that's able to think of uh, Ted Cudipietro is the only player who resides in the midfield that's able to create and take people out on the dribble that's currently in our setup because because ta- Taxi's playing closer to goal. So this is a player that slots in that provides you some more creativity in the midfield and can link up play. I think that's something we need. Great. If, if this works out, fantastic. Uh, we we need more, but we just don't have, I don't think we have financial rooms to, to do anything else. Other than yeah. I'll be curious to see. I'll be curious to see where he plays. Does he just drop right into that loser Brian spot and just kind of play a more advanced forward? I'd say one, one thing I took away from the game. Um, he sort of, he wasn't afraid to sort of drop back. He kind of floated, uh, sort of in the middle of the field. Uh, he looked like um, in the Fluminense game, he was given a lot of freedom to basically decide where he wanted to do. Uh, he wasn't afraid to press, which I found interesting. I'm like, you know, that's something I think if this team can get, I think we feel like we just kind of have one player that's sort of good at that and that's taxi. So maybe that's something different. Uh, I'll be curious if he sort of slots into that, you know, uh, I'll call it the Dahomey role right now. If he slots in there, if he drops right into a Brian slot as sort of a more advanced minded player um i think that's what they've talked about is what they've wanted is sort of a more advanced uh a more advanced player uh who can maybe get a little more forward uh, lewis bryan certainly was a more forward-minded player but he was certainly not a guy who was going to be a creator um he was going to play an effective ball he was going to be that sort of hybrid between eight and ten and honestly i mean i think his skill kind of made up for it but it was when we signed him i was like this guy feels a little redundant considering we have matias click um so We'll see. Maybe this gives DC a different look. Um, you know, if a guy is willing to take guys on the dribble, he can collapse some players and open up some space for Benteke, who again uh, struggling right now. I think to say the least. But I, I, I think there's some, there's some maybe some room. Um, I, I, I'm not ready to throw in the towel on him. Um, is it a bad time to mention that he is considered a? Uh, he was considered a football manager wonder kid. <laughs> He's like uh, uh, Gabriel, <laughs> the guy resigning Gabriel. I say Gabriel, it's Gabriel, um, definitely Gabriel. Um, because uh, there was a little bit of a drop that I think got some got some noise um, in some of the fan base, and I and I have some thoughts on it. I think it's a little bit a little bit overblown. Um, is uh, the title and the news articles make it seem Rooney apparently dropping that they have. Uh, that they use uh, football manager to scout players. Now I play football manager. I love football manager. I use it. 
I use it <laughs> validates Ted's strategy to as soon as a player well, gets good. I'm like, okay, guys, I want him, guys. FM loves him. <laughs> okay, uh, FM shows me he's a solid player. Again, I am a podcaster who does not have time to sit and watch. You might be a scout, Ted. As I think is what we're trying to say is that no, you could also potentially be an employee. Let's be clear. But I want to get Sean Howe drunk and talk to him about Football Manager. That's what I want to do. I want to be like, so. Just curious, like, <laughs> can I see your 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 doc on your computer? I just want to see. I just want to see. But so so the title brings out that you know apparently Josie Mourinho does this as well. But that apparently you know oh Wayne Rooney is using football man like the, it's acting like he is literally sitting on his computer and searching the game. That's not what he said. He said, uh, you know, in a lot of the market in South America, we've done a deal with Football Manager, the computer game, where we give them advertising and they give us access to scouts, eleven or twelve of them. They use different places across the world to help them, uh, you know. So basically what he's saying is that they, you know, they I think they give some sort of advertisement. I know that there's some sort of rights deal with Football Manager. Like MLS is licensed in that game, so maybe it's something to do with that. But I think they're they're getting, it sounds like, free access to free data from their scouts, which, I mean, they do what, employ a lot of scouts to do. A- what club has Jose Mourinho played at that he had to could not afford real scouts that his team employed all over the world? Porto? No. Uh, okay, so <laughs> so twenty years ago that, that was the case. AC Milan. He, I don't know. Roma, Roma maybe. Yeah, is, true. Uh, maybe doesn't have it, but uh, whatever. This is a weird, a weird story, but we shouldn't dig too much. I I really think I think some people are thinking like, oh, this is all DC's using instead of all the other avenues. I'm sure if we went to Sean Howe, it's like, oh, you're just using football manager. You'd say, no, absolutely not. Like and we punches. we know <laughs> we know that he has been out to games. He was at the uh, Fluminense uh, a Fluminense game where. Gabriel uh, Perani played, so he is definitely a guy who is. You know, that was our first threads. Uh, that was the first threads uh, picture that he ever posted. <laughs> so that was our exclusive. So this is a real thing because he was there. Yeah. So they're paying a scouting department. I just find this interesting. I mean, if they're getting free access to like some scouts and some data and some reports, I don't think it's as big of a deal. I think maybe the club is like Wayne. Why'd you say that? But I don't also think maybe they don't care either. So I, I, th- I think some people. I, there was a couple people who were like, "Oh man, this is awful," and I'm like, "This is a nothing burger, in my opinion." But we're talking. Uh huh. So uh, I have a I have a thing that I tweeted about that you thought was no good. And what's oh, let's oh let's get into this. Oh, I'm about ready yeah, to so, rip you a new go one. Go ahead, because I don't think you know what I even I'm saying. What, what uh, are you? What are, okay, what out. are you saying? What are you saying? I'll, I'm going to say the numbers first. Okay. So this is a tweet that I. This is a tweet that had <laughs> two thousand three hundred impressions, which is a lot more than the normal tweets. It's like 10, 20 times more. Uh, Hernan Lasada points per game at DC United one point three seven. Wayne Rooney's point per game at DC United one point oh eight. Ben Olsen's one point three three. Is all I tweeted. And then a day later, I said, people who are reading this as an endorsement of Hernan Lozada are bringing in their own biases. We'll discuss this on the show tomorrow. So are, are you are you uh, just implying how poor the team has been? Is that Was that your overall? That's that, There's two points. One, Wayne Rooney f- for dollar per roster and investment in the club is underperforming any coach in the last 10 years under the Dave Casper regime, is my point. And then two, this team has been historically mediocre for very very long no matter who the coach is the problems do not necessarily lie with the coaches they lie with roster construction to see that these are the results that we can get over a long 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 period of time that was my point and that wayne 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 is severely underperforming for what you know you can't it's hard to go back in time and prove a counterfactual i'm imagining ben olsen with a roster that is ninth in spend in the league instead of joseph nuenya as you're starting forward that that is a counter that is a, like a, a, a fanfic that i like to play in my head a little bit that is my point Ted, D- D- different eras w- very very different eras in the league we'll talk about different time frames as far as like how long how long ben also has been there versus wayne rooney can you really do you really want to like open the can of words of just how how awful and how bad things were in 2022 with this team. And he was kind of thrust in there in August and said, I don't know, try to figure out to make it work. But you can look Ernan and Wayne are, have now have a pretty similar sample size at this point. They're not, they're not too far off as far as give, given opportunities. That's a, that's a fair. I just, I, I really, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how you can look at Wayne. I mean, maybe we expected a little bit more from him, but I mean, that just that just really felt like just kind of a mess of a lineup that needed to be 
We worked and retooled. I mean, when you take his number now from 2023, it's 1.25 points per game. Again, not great. I'm not saying still lower than still lower than both of those coaches. Still lower over over longer. Yeah, period. still lower for than both of those coaches. I, you know, I, yeah, still a total that I think struggles to make you into the playoffs. Yeah, I think less than one and a half. You are, you are, you are on a wing and a prayer. Okay, for the most part. Yeah, when you when you don't so, have things, I thought you were implying, and I, and I was about ready to rip you a new one over. Like I'm like, come on, twenty twenty is the best. Twenty twenty. I was more. I wasn't. I know what you were you were getting at with maybe how mediocre the team has been. I get it, and I I am like, despite the fact I do not make firing um, wanting uh, Dave Casper fired as my personality, I absolutely am. <laughs> We both do though. We both would like it. It's just it's not our it's not what it's like it's like people whose politics it's like people whose politics they I, wear it as a hat. I instance. mean if you want a whole if us. you want a whole season where we just list off why why uh Dave Castro would be fired, I'd love to, but but I don't want to make that my personality. And we have a show we have to talk about for an hour, so it gets boring really fast. And if we only if we only talk about it on the show uh in three years from now when we're still talking about it and he's still the general manager i don't think we'll have any listeners left so it's certainly can't see see john you got me like i was getting all excited we got this new player coming in like maybe i'm like i'm hyping myself up and then you just drag me drag me right down no it's it's bad it's been bad for a while the stadium has done i think of any of any mls team i think the stadium has been the absolute weakest they have had the weakest bump of any team with regards to a new stadium um, yep. It has done not in spend. I think that there's certainly, and I don't know if it's caused by the stadium. Probably has something to do with it, but like the turnaround in the roster spend from RFK days to now is got to be the bar- largest jump percentage. Here's a question. Here's a question for you. Knowing what you know now, so I know this is unfair. I was all get up, and you had the ability to travel back in time and tell. And tell Dave and, and company not, you know, you, would you would you tell them not to hire Wayne Rooney? Would you would you do you wish that we had never even made this venture now? It's a deep question, interesting question. Yeah, it is. Because uh, you got to think maybe the problem is, maybe we're not getting the players we're getting. You know, we're not. Click is not coming here. Um, Rabo Morrison isn't coming here, so I don't know how we're gonna manage. <laughs> so that. so it's an even split, basically. Right. So we're so we're back. It's we're back. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember like who we were really rumored to be in on other than Wayne. Benteke. I mean, Benteke like, was. No, no, the, no, no, no. Coach wise, coach wise, manager wise. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember the other name? The, I don't remember any. As, as was Ezra Hendrickson it, one of the names? I mean, it was. I mean, you're talk, if you're talking about if fired. you're talking about who was hired, who was hired, who was in the in the there was nobody. I mean, they were all like, nope, Chad till the end of the year. And then Wayne right. showed up and then they kind of scrambled to find. I mean, there was that whole the, scramble to find some hires. I, I think it was a I think we were on a treadmill, mm-hmm. right? I think that since this has happened, we're gonna end up exactly where we started when he came here. Um, both, you know, development wise. I think we're gonna have Ted Cudibiatro is gonna be like the one uh maybe, and Donovan maybe Pine Fletcher sort of turning maybe into a Fletcher. Good player. Don't don't maybe he's gotta get a lot more minutes in the second half if that's gonna be the case. He's, he's still what, sixteen, seventeen? Um, well, you're talking about how a Wayne Rooney's gonna improve these players. He's gotta play to improve yeah. if that's the case. And he's and he's likely gone at the end of this year. I don't know. I think it's tough. I think it, I think if uh, I think with if Dave Casper was going to stay, I don't think it matters, mm-hmm. right? Like I think if this brought some sort of bump, if some fans like this, I guess it's good. I think it will utterly be a period of no progress for the club. Yeah, in the year and a half. I, I think next question, right now, yes or no, Wayne Rooney back next year? Do you do you no. want him back? I think I'm in the same. I also, want, I also want Dave Casper out. Yeah, I think we all we all want him out. I, yeah, I, I guess the the one <laughs> the one caveat. I, I mean, I think if this team makes the playoffs, that they sneak into that eight or nine spot, even if they're like one and done. I think you could. You there's a, maybe a chance you have both back. Um, but if if Wayne comes back, then you're definitely having Dave Casper come back. If Wayne doesn't come back, maybe there's an opportunity or a chance uh, to finally get somebody with with some different. With a different mindset. I'm still. I'm no still Wayne, not. No Wayne. Yes, Casper is going to be is the worst case scenario. That is. That is the. Oh yeah. That is the doomsday. Yeah. Uh, that is the. That is. There is no plan. There will be no plan. Yeah. If that happens. I mean, I, my, my thought process is is that I am still not unconvinced. I am still not unconvinced that there were the the small little rumblings about you know about Dave Casper being a, an advisor 
sort of like when, mm-hmm. when oh, he's just going to be an advisor and maybe he's going to be thought, well, maybe he's looking to step down. And then he's like, no, 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 not advisor. I, I am still in charge. I am still in charge. You know, pay no attention to the, to the man behind the curtain type of type of type of statement. Um, I do wonder whether they were like, we're bringing Wayne. We need somebody who knows the MLS rule book. Once he's gone, I, I, Hope yeah, so. I I wonder if maybe then they say we need to come up with something new. I think if this team misses the playoffs, I could absolutely see Dave Casper being fired, and I'm dead serious about that. I do not know how you can justify him at this point if this team misses the playoffs. I think you can you can even you can even do this from like a relatively passive standpoint, a, a non making it your personality standpoint. Just the idea that th- look at where this club is and where it has been. Just from the concept of let's try something new, let's have a new voice, let's have a new philosophy. That that's even that's even completely valid. There's general managers don't stick around this long with this level of mediocrity in the league. It's like on earth. And the crazy the crazy thing is is that the investment has gotten like they're starting to have hits on international. Remember, like before it was like it was like we would sign a designated player and he'd be gone the next season. And like literally they had yep. no budget. They finally they've shown, I think, that when you actually hire a scouting department, when you hire an analytics department, when you invest in that type of stuff, you can find better players. That's why I'm actually I'm excited about uh this uh Gabriel guy coming back, probably more than I would be about a lot of other players, because the investment in analytics, and I know that they are actually investing in that scouting. Um, they're not just using football manager. They are actually investing in their scouting and it's producing results. You just need the, the thing that has been the Achilles heel is that this team has just not been able to commit to some type of identity and some it's been the, yep. it's been the nature for a while. Um, Jason loving, if you're listening yeah, and I know that you are, <laughs> you should be getting a better return on your investment. Oh, yeah. You're now, you're now the ninth, you're now the ninth highest spending team in the league and we're ninth in the East. And that's not going to stay. I don't think that's going to stay. You have the right to get more of a return on the money you're spending. You should have a team that has a defined identity. You should have you should have a fan base that is not perennially depressed mm-hmm. and sort of self-loathing. And you deserve more than that. And the way you get that is a new a new charted direction. And the only way you're gonna do that is a new general manager. Ask yourself, ask yourself why like this any team that finished bottom last year that is in the position we are in should be feeling positive. We should be like, hey, we're this is this we're building something. It's not perfect yet. We're not in last place anymore, at least. But because of how the roster's been constructed, because of the short-term nature of Wayne Rooney's contract, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like, you know, this is a team that should have gone from worst to first. And like that would be the only way this would feel slightly worthwhile. And it hasn't happened. And of course it hasn't happened because this team is still like not very good. Um, and this team is still out here, you know, it, all due respect to Steve Birnbaum, um, re-signed him to a new contract. And I do not think I would, I thought we were all ready to move on. I thought this is the year we're going to move on from Steve and he's back. So, um, yeah, his agent, man, this team, the, <laughs> by the way, this, uh, this week we had the oldest roster in MLS. Yeah. Uh, we had the, we, what was the average age? Yeah. Highest, oldest team in MLS, uh, last so just as just to reiterate your point about sort of uh, the future is now for this, it was all about we're going to get experienced players because we're trying to make the playoffs I, right now. Yeah, where are we at? Next I, I mean, I don't think if a new coach comes in, he's left with nothing. I mean, I think there is some some pieces, but it is. I mean, Benteke is a year older, Clicks a year older. You know, those are your two players that have played the best. You know, what is, I mean, if, if this Pirani guy hits, I mean, I think it changes a lot of things um, about the perspective mm-hmm. of this team, but it's if he hits and um, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how he does. Uh, you know, Taxi's still, Taxi's still young mm-hmm. enough. He's young enough that you wouldn't need, Donovan Pines has become a starter. That, uh, that's been the, has become- that's been the one big thing I think is the fact that he has looked good. And I think, again, we'll see what happens with another coach comes in and wants to play two center backs. Maybe we have, we have, old, we have old Donnie Pines back. Um, he's been playing. He's, it's possible. Yeah. If that happens, he should absolutely demand a transfer. <laughs> but it's he should be like, I only play this formation, guys. This is all this is all I do. Don't even try to make me do something else. I but just to sort of to talk about what you might have if with a new roster or uh, Ty- Tyler Miller is an all-star keeper and I think maybe, you know, you could maybe starch out some I think he'd be as good of a goalkeeper. I, I understand. I'm saying I think he'd be as good of a goalkeeper or maybe better without having to do the things that he's been asked to do about sort of a sweeper key. I don't think that changes mm-hmm. his, his shot stopping. I don't think it changes. So like that, the people's concern about that, there have been maybe three games this season 
where he has positioned himself poorly. The Atlanta game that you and I were both Mm -hmm. at would be one of them. Maybe two other ones where it's been not a matter of him getting chipped or him running out. It was just mistakes. So you got that Alex Bono. You got two goalkeepers that are at least league average. You could, I think that's undeniable. You got Donnie Pines provided you don't change your formation. Uh, You've got Ted, Ted Cudipietro on league minimum who is maybe not a maybe not an every game starter on a playoff team but certainly in the mix to play frequently and a player I mean, maybe, and, maybe maybe and so. a player that I don't think we've hit is he he's hit a ceiling yet I see good nope. games out of him and he, he's shown he's shown real growth um certainly as a player um Chris Durkin as a young enough player I think still has a, still a, certainly an MLS caliber player Benteke is you know he's got easier 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 star guy and he's here for another year and a half, so you'd have him anyway. He's not going anywhere. He's gonna he's gonna ride this contract out and maybe retire. I think he his family lives in Doha, so he might just go play in the Qatari League with his family and then and then cash out, which I would do were I him. That would get like what, you want one last ride for twenty million dollars a year. You got it. Um, but there aren't there aren't a whole bunch. Jacob Green, I don't know that you could really count on. I mean, he had he had some moments this season, but I don't really think that that's the case. Christian Fletcher, if he pans out, is a is a fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think we don't know. Jury is extremely out on that. Um, I, I, but a lot of players are older. A lot of players are are in the last two years, one year of their of their of their time here I, at this level. I feel like there are enough good pieces in here that if you just got in somebody who had a vision, had an idea of like what it could be, build upon the academy signings that this team's bringing in, they're still producing some good talent um, from what we've seen in, in their academies. Are yep. still top uh, up there certainly. Um, I still feel like that's what this team is. It's, it's the missing piece. It's everything. Um, I do want to get to one of our questions on threads. You can find us on threads, ask us some questions. We'll read it. And I thought this was a good summation of everything. Uh, so that was brutal to watch. Uh, this is from pipe seven twenty on threads. That was brutal. To watch. Brian is out. Klitsch suspended again. Decky has been neutralized by the league. Now privy to his power, his prowess. Um, I have questions about Rooney's ability as a coach. Would you put him next to a legend? When you put him like an action, like, a legend like Bruce Arena, there's an obvious delta. New England benefited greatly from Birnbaum accidental injury, after which we had a massive defensive breakdowns. What hope is there for the rest of the season? I would say this is MLS. Three weeks, you know, this team could abs- I think this team could still absolutely turn it around. They've shown those flashes of being able to be consistent. The schedule coming up, I won't say it's all easy. They have, they do have a home a home game against Philadelphia, but their upcoming schedule is not awful. It's not so in, you know, insurmountable. It, they can basically get themselves back into a playoff race with a home win against Chicago. And Chicago are not a fantastic team. They're playing better because their DPs are now clicking. Um, so they can now play a little bit better, but I think they're similar in our, to us. Um, so I, I think that game, honestly, if, I, if I'm talking about that game, that game against Chicago home game, that'll be the game. I think where we'll know if this team comes out and wins that game convincingly, I think they make the playoffs. If they come out and they drop it or lose it or draw it, I think that's I think that'll be that'll be curtains. But still a lot to play for. This team is still in the playoffs. I think they'll still make the playoffs. Question as to whether that's good enough. It is what it is right now with this team. Um and yeah, so still hope I think there's still hope for the season. I don't think the season's dead or over completely. Would you agree with that or no? It's not dead for sure. I think there are things to be excited about. Like you said, there have been moments this season. And they've been not just like 45 minute periods. They've been multi-game periods where you're like, oh, this is what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. I understand. I understand completely what they were trying to do. Um, I will say that those games in my mind have featured prominently a Lewis O'Brien as part of, as, as part of like of that of that functionality. I don't know what we're going to get here as he moves out. We'll find out very quickly. So I think that there are. There are certainly pieces here when when things come together, this team looks pretty good. I I feel like I know for a fact that the level of consistency will never be there with this with this roster. It just does not feel likely if it's not gelled at this point. Injuries continue to hamstring this team. We continue to not have a left back, uh, and we're not going to have one uh, probably for the season. It appears. We're just kind of, kind of, we're just going to kind of Frankenstein that role as much as possible. Are they going to Frankenstein, or there's going to have to be some sort of trade? And I think they've talked about that. They do have space for another international player, assuming um, Pirani is Pirani comes in. Um, I actually find it interesting that they're making this move and they're not maybe looking at that more immediate need. But I guess it's it's you know what talent can you possibly bring in um, to to fill that role? So. I'm curious if one of the goalkeepers are on their way out because Luis Amudio just had a short term loan. Uh, to Pittsburgh terminated, even though he's played every game and has like a 
seven goals against average and has won man of the match multiple times there. I'm curious if the team is like, all right, come back. We're going to move one of these keepers out just for a roster relief and we're going to get a left back in. So left back, uh, you know, a goalkeeper and gam for a left back. That's just it, a human body. If it's, I think right now this would be like, I mean, it, it, you you might be right. I'm just thinking about it. But, you know, I, I still am not 100% convinced that uh, there isn't a move in, um, in, uh, uh, Victor Paulson's future. There was that. There were talks yep. about that. He was gone for a while. He came back. Um, so I'm not unconvinced that they are looking maybe to get some cap relief um, to get somebody else to come in here. Um, I would say he's been solid. I don't think he's irreplaceable, especially with with some of the talent there. Now maybe the whole Birnbaum injury might change that. If he Birnbaum's out for the rest of the year, maybe that changes things um, on that front. Yep. So that would be totally that. That would be this team's luck. Yeah. To have a trade. To have one trade ship. Yeah, <laughs> and then have him become uh, uh, in the required. Yeah. So. It's been a long show. There's do? been a lot of a lot of angst. I, I feel better. I feel I feel like you know I feel refreshed. And, and Ted, I think coming into coming into a break, I think this is I think this is a good opportunity to really see where we're at and how mm-hmm. we're feeling. And I think you know most people are feeling pretty negative coming into this break. I'm excited for this League Cup. Oh yeah, me too. It's sort of a it's like a bottle season. I'm going to watch a lot more games. You know, you and I are kind of stuck because usually we've got. We can just watch all the 7:30 games run at once, so we're kind of we're kind of stuck for this. This is going to be a little more spread out, so we can watch more games in the tournament and really know what's going on. But I, you know, particularly, I probably will not watch the MLS versus MLS games. I've, I feel like I'm, I got enough <laughs> oh, of those. If, if it's if it's League MX versus, I mean, we'll watch DC versus Montreal, obviously. But if it's yeah, yep, but, that's the only yeah, one. But if it's League MX, we also got the Women's World Cup coming up, um, so that'll be fun. Um, we've also got. I feel like there's one more one more thing. That I'm forgetting about, but I can't. Insom- Insomniacs enjoy the women's world. Yeah, Cup. yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be on the background at work and probably watch the U.S. games and yeah. So really unfortunate there, but eh, good for great for <laughs> Australia. Um, not good for not good for my ability to watch the games. Anybody else on the on the side of the on the side of the yeah. world? Well. Anyway, thank you guys so much so so much for listening. Uh, we'll probably be off off next week because there won't be really much DC to talk about. Um, and also, I don't think we're going to have a spirit uh, podcast either. So thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys a uh, couple weeks. Vamos. Vamos.